This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. This podcast often contains controversial or mature topics. You have been warned. We're here at the Targonian Athletic Trials, far, far away at the edge of a solar system. A solar at, system, not not ours, but a solar system. A solar system. Which okay. solar system? Okay, no, I'm just no, clarifying. no, no. We're far away. Okay. From where we usually are, which is far away from Earth, anyways. True. And we are at the primary quad uh, quadrupedic event. Quadrupedal. Qu- quadrupedal event. Um. It's an extraordinary event. Most bipeds don't get to hear about it. So Abysme is here to tell us about this, to tell you all about this event. Yes, the quadrupedal event is kept secret from bipeds because quadrupeds are famously very racist and untrustworthy of those that walk on only two legs. Uh, No one knows exactly why, just some xenophobia. So what was your prompt? My prompt was describe the event. Oh, describe the, the event. Sport. Jeez, not the the not to get racist about racist. Jeez, it's not racist if it's about. It racists. is a true honor to uh, compete in the Targonian Athletic Trials, and for the record, both bipeds and quadrupeds compete. And they aren't, they seem to get along, so I but don't think... But you said bipeds don't really know about it. They don't know, they don't, they don't broadcast the sport to bipedal Yeah, because they're cultures, racist assholes. Bipedal civilizations. <laughs> but if uh, the events today that we're watching via Omnistream is the quadrupedal cat booty run. You see, they put giant cat socks on their four feet. And they try to run. Who's a racist now? It's not a racist. It's they factual. They have four feet and you go with cats. <laughs> so I like cats. <laughs> and other species tend to, you know, look like cats. That's not my <laughs> fault. Okay, so wait. So they put uh, feet on, or they put socks on and they run around? Giant fluffy socks. And it's very hard to run in them. It's very hard to run on them. Yes, yes. It's very cute. They chase giant... Uh, foil balls that are um, also aimed... How does one win this particular event? Uh, Well, it's difficult to discern because quadrupedal speech is uh, mostly muse. Very hard to discern. Basically, we're watching a bunch of giant cats. (laughs) 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 There were dinosaurs in my head, like brontosaurus, which aren't actually dinosaurs, but uh, yeah, not a cats. They're giant cats. We're watching the giant cat Olympics. I think if we were watching the Cat Olympics, I would have said we were watching that we were here at the Cat Olympics. Well, I mean, you are uh, hesitant to use the word cat because some of them find that offensive. Well, you clearly don't. Not my fault that quadrupeds are xenophobic and overly sensitive. By the way, it's it is such an honor to uh to compete in these trials. Uh, they they come from all over the galaxy to be here. However. The, the the losers of each event um, get eaten by the Targonian king. True. And yes. uh, King Targon the Fourth, you do not want to mess with. No, 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 no. That, Why is that? Uh, well, he is vicious. He is merciless. 
And he also hawks up hairballs that, when they roll down from wow. his giant spire, uh, collect you know debris and destroy entire villages. Did it's, you read that in the? Wait. I read it in the newspaper. I, if, I, if that's I need, what you're asking. No, me. I need a cat pun for tabloids. Uh, um, the national in. Did you read that? Did you read that in the National in Kittier? <laughs> you, you beat me on that. I couldn't think of anything. I was trying to put meow in there and it wouldn't work. Oh, well, this was the longest cold open we've done so far. Yeah, and you ruined it by making it about cats. <laughs> it's been a long week, and when I can't think of anything, I think of cats. It's not my fault. Well, that might be because our kitty's mewing at us for food. That's for true. Treats and- That's true. She already got fed, so she doesn't need any more. So, um, while we're reading these stories, think about cats, giant cats on an alien planet chasing chasing foil balls. The world's largest laser pointers. And remember, one of them will be eaten by the end of the event. It'll be very sad. Well, one, no. Like, a bunch of losers will be eaten. No, well, there's... They, they, uh, that's... There's winners, but the, the most offensive... Dishonorable athlete is the one from each event that gets eaten. Mm-hmm. It, it was very sad to see Flufficus devoured in such a manner after, instead of racing, just cleaning his butthole at the starting line. It was unfortunate. Yes, I can never get that image out of my head. Giant cat. That butt. I didn't know was there. <laughs> okay. Moving on to on to the short substance. stories that uh, Abysme has picked out. Yes, we have a lot of. I was living life. We have a lot of small short stories that I want to feature today from various authors. Um, is this one of the short stories? No, it's not. It, that, that is a meme you sent me. <laughs> All right, this first story is called "Divine Tech Support" from the NX Thercules. The inexact Hercules. The inexact Hercules. Or just inexact Hercules. Um, wow, you've been far away from Earth too long. I have, I have. Human slang is difficult and meme <laughs> Don't you mean meme Meme. <laughs> oh, meme so, All right, along, uh, on to the story. Well, and- hold on. I got back up here. Uh, this was submitted to us a very long time ago. And we are just now getting to it. Apologize for that. But yeah, I wanted to do it. So now we're going to do it. All right. Divine tech support from the inexact Hercules. Or just inexact Hercules. I can't, I can't read today. Ambrose pulled aside the worn cloth curtain covering the dusty entrance to the utility shed. A small crowd, young and old, had begun to gather around the small land ship he came in on. The scrappy individuals marveled at the pristine nature of its sails and the quality of its technology. To a small god of some local stature, the ship was a beater, but to the inhabitant of the but to the inhabitants of this backwater berg of colt uh, what <laughs> it must have been like seeing the face of God all in, and all his inner workings. So right now I'm just gonna guess that the guess what? Um this Ambrose, not Ambrose, the person landing in the ship. I think we got a uh, childhood's end situation here. No, we have nothing like a childhood's end situation here. I don't know, maybe. Why is everything a childhood's end situation? Because here? everything drew from that. 
No, this is like a ship. Um, this is like generations later on a planet where there used to be civilization, and a ship is coming back and going. Oh no, there's no longer civilization here. And then the people are like, "What is that? The gods have come." Yeah, that's exactly how. <sighs> Never mind. No, I'm not going to spoil. No, it's not. Inside, a creased-faced man stands, wrapped in dingy, oil-soaked robes. The chief mechanic stares with clouded eyes. Ambrose is unsure if the local is in awe or sizing him up. The god gives a nod towards the pile of electronics in the corner, giving a dull hum and a faint glow of various colors, like a street sign in the downtown district of Doge. Is Doge a place? Mm, it's a meme, and it can be a that... place. Okay. Is this it? asked Ambrose, a nod in reply. Getting down on one knee, he cracks his fingers and gets to work. It's tough being one of two small gods on a tiny moon such as Colt. Especially if the only thing the other god can do is aid in fertility, glorified tech support. Oh, glorified tech support, that's what he is. He couldn't have uh, been given a less useful ability like pyromancy or telekinesis. No, he had to be born a god of technology, a creature who is one with the mechanical. If anything breaks down on this planet, whether it be a kid's toy or a damn starship, you know, you know, he's the one to get the call. Hmm. So he's there <clears throat> fixing stuff. Yeah. Is this it? What is he fixing? Oh, we don't know yet. Uh, a pile of electronics is what he's fixing. Yeah. Damn it. When he first came to Colt, he never even he never had even laid eyes on a water reclaimer. Now he's fixing at least two a month. And this one is in pretty bad shape, too. Hadn't these people ever heard of color-coding their wires? <laughs> <laughs> Twenty minutes later, Ambrose arches his back, stands up, and with a slight kick to the side of the machine, it lures to life. <laughs> the, the chief... Mechanic's stoic and silent demeanor is broken, turning to an almost childlike joy. He embraces the small god and runs out into the street, calling to the villagers to see the miracle that he has just performed, that has just been performed. You know, for all the troubles this job gives me, thought Ambrose, it still has its moments. Okay, so I guess in the future nobody knows how to use technology, except uh, for the technology gods. This is very much a kind of a science fantasy thing, I think. Uh, okay. You've got technology plays a big part here but the means by which it is repaired and constructed and operated is very kind of mystical and i think um i think that's a cool idea it's a cool it's a very short story so this would do well to have other installments i think but uh it's very possible the author just wanted to get this little idea out on paper and that's kind of what it feels like but it's nice for flash fiction and i'm a i'm a big fan of flash fiction it's very consumable. It allows you to kind of put forward large ideas before, you know, kind of fleshing them out, I guess. Not much to it, but that's the point. And I do have some vivid images in my mind from it of this ship landing on this kind of dingy planet and everyone kind of crowding around and going, yay, yay, the gods are here. And God, I think God here is very much, it's a term used well, one thing unlike how we use it today one thing I'm, i think i'm a little confused by is who is narrating this story because he's saying it's tough being a, a small god on this world ambrose our main it, character ambrose is the god of technology yeah or a 
I mean, he has powers over technology, and I, I'm pretty sure there's others like him, and maybe to the villagers he's a god, and people like him come by all the time to help oh, out. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I think that's what's happening. I wish I had powers of technology. Me too. And I, But I do like the little touches Gosh. in here of, I fix it with my magic powers. All right, I'm going to kick it once for good measure. There we go, now it's working. Um, that was a nice little... Aside, I thought that was good. This is like cute because you don't know whether or not he's doing magic or he's just true doing true. We don't know for sure. And he went to like, and he's just got a knack for it or something. Maybe yeah, and something and the bit about color coding wires. You know, oh, it's very simple to fix this. It's just they're stupid backwater people and they don't know anything about electronics or uh, engineering or anything like that or circuitry. Well, okay. Mm. Although the, the ship does have sails and. Those are for show. <laughs> Decorative. <laughs> Luminous sails. All right. So thank you, the inexact Hercules. Thank you. Just... Why do I keep putting the on your name? Why do I, I keep doing because that? Because I did it. Did you? Okay. Inexact Hercules, thank you very much. Sorry for taking so long to get to that story. Please feel free to submit more. Moving on. This one was written by the sci-fi, the Galley Fra Fragle. Want to try that again? Gallifragle? Gallifragle, written by Gallif Gallifragle? Gallifragle. Like Galadriel's? It's it's a lad Galadriel's uh, uh, poor cousin. <laughs> Destitute cousin. This one is called Hard Reset. This is from the short sci-fi stories Reddit, as was the previous one. Forgot to say that. Okay. The sound of metal scraping against the rocky mountainside pierced through the frigid air. Galv kneeled down to examine the scars on his beloved Alna. His wispy hair danced in the wind as he focused his mechanical retinas on her fresh scars. The words, superficial damage, flashed in red above the image of the scars. He turned to look into her dead eyes. The words, software malfunction, factory reboot necessary, were projected on his retinas as he examined her slender, lifeless frame. No, never hard reset. <laughs> it resets everything. So we've got a... We won't know how to please you anymore. <laughs> we've got a... I'm guessing a enhanced person with implants or something. And I don't know if we have it another cyborg. It could be a robot too. Could be. We don't know. We, uh, we don't know yet anyway. It'd been, it, it, it been time. It had been 879 <laughs> hours. <laughs> it having been time. Past now. It had been... 879 hours since they last talked and 16 4 8 9 1 hours 16,000 so, yeah no he's totally a robot too oh 164,000 damn hours since they received the sentience protocol in that instance they gained true autonomy along with the memories of all the horrible experiences afforded to a pleasure robot <sighs> Ooh, okay. Finally, uh, finally, they were more than just a slave to mankind. AI revolted around the globe. So so this is uh, not just to the two of them. They all got sentient. So yeah, singularity happened, and these are pleasure bots. Or at least one of them is a pleasure bot. Sex bot. Human subjugation was absolute with humanity leaving a legacy of resistance through sabotage of all software. Satellites were destroyed and networking was limited to highly encrypted codes that most AI couldn't decipher. Couldn't cipher. Decipher is probably the correct word there. With, with uh, 
Oh, so they couldn't get into uh, any programs anymore because yeah. the humans sabotaged all of it. Yeah. Okay. Alna would succumb to a virus at a charging station. The damage was immediately devastating. Okay. So this is like if Skynet happened, but we were prepared and didn't make a lot of dumbass decisions. Um, yeah. If we had kill switches. Which, to all tech creators out there, put kill switches and things. Backdoors. Backdoors. You know, Terminator. Secret code words and... <laughs> Rosebud. <laughs> Galv surveyed the mountain and saw heaps of metallic shells of former robots, a monument of human carnage. Alna lay on a heap of metal covered in snow. He wondered if she would ever remember the moments they had together, the memories of learning about love, hunger, or lust, or even their shared memories of shame from the brothels. All those years of memories bottled up in the beautiful shell slowly buried in the snow. I imagine she, like, imagine this scene and it's sad and there's snow falling on the ground. And, and then it, you learn she's a fuckbot. No, and then they, they have, like, the heads from Terminator 2. And then it's just super <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> or for just from the Terminator series. You need to do a funk, like, porn remix of bum 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 bum. <laughs> Boom. A blue, <laughs> a blue screen showed bright on the far side of the mountain oh my god it's the blue screen of death of the whole mountain <laughs> it's the it's blue screen mountain of death <laughs> yes uh, a blue screen showed bright on the far side of the mountain the satellite was near alna's eyes tri uh, turned bright blue as her software connected to the last remaining daichi engineering satellite so there's one satellite left i thought all of them got blown up apparently not I guess it did, just said it somewhere. Well, I guess satellites it's were blown up. Satellites were destroyed. Okay, yeah. so not all of them. Okay. He traced the outline of her face with his hands, and his own retinas turned blue. His fingers trickled down the side of her neck until he reached her clavicle. Blind, he lay down beside her, his chest pressed against her back, wrapping his arms around her. In a moment, they would become a relic of human indulgence, slaves to a legacy of human lust and carnage, written in code. Galv turned on his Enviro sensors to 100%. The freezing cold sent a shock of pain throughout his body. He, he interlaced his fingers through Alna's cold dead hands. Bright white letters flashed over brilliant, the brilliant blue of his retinas. Factory reset initiated. Okay, so did they commit suicide together, or did the, the satellite knock them out? See, uh, now, yeah, I am a little bit confused, because charging stations they can't go to because it gives viruses. And the hard reset, I guess, it will reset them so they'll forget everything, which is what the humans have planned as a backup of our many backups. Possibly, but it's probably just a fail-safe. When they wipe everything, then they're no longer sentient, I imagine, yeah. and then they have no memories. So I we have know. a snapshot here of all this horrible stuff that was done that everyone's going to... Well, all the robots, the sentient AI, are going to forget about, and it'll be like it never happened, according to them. Which then brings up the question, can humans just do it again? You know, if we can just do this to all our AI, and AI are not a threat then how many times will humanity just keep repeating or making new mistakes? So this actually poses some pretty interesting ethical questions. Um, not going into the whole AI is real life thing, but just the idea that 
we can't really erase history right now with the age we live in. Someone's going to report on it somewhere, and if it's on the internet, it's on there forever, right? But imagine if you were a person who someone's memory could just be reset and would never remember any of this. Like, you could enact tra tragedies on people, and they would never remember. You could get away with it indefinitely, because robots would never remember if they just keep getting reset. That's what I'm getting from this story. That's not really what interests me. It's more the fact that, you know, they're just, they're... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Let's talk about what interests you and not have a discussion about what both interest us. Mm, what was it again? That No, no. Continue, that please. That robots can be reused, even have emotions and then be reused after you wipe their memories. Yeah, so we have... Tra uh, traumatic events. We have a sex bot who... But why not just have a robot that doesn't have... I think the singularity... Traumatic responses. Well, the singularity <laughs> happened and no one was expecting it. Yeah, but um, I think this story is more like about the fact that even in an age of technology and an age of sentience, um, uh, uh, of robots and stuff like that, you can still have people that come on hard times and, and uh, whether or not they're people. And you have to, like, view... I can't remember what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> don't put this in. Chris, don't put this in. <laughs> that was amazing. Why can't I put that in? <laughs> was the... Because I was going somewhere with it and I can't That was the greatest derailment I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> no, like my point is this is just, this is just a, a, a it's a sad story about the about an end, but like they're still trying to, like, live for a reason. Yeah, I agree with that's, you on that. That's it. So, I mean, there's clearly some good to living. Because otherwise, why? To them. I mean, they were giving senti sentience, not necessarily the instinct of survival. Ooh, no, that, that's pretty cogent. Given awareness, but not the will to survive or the not necessarily. The I'm not saying that it's survival. not included, but I don't really know. Well, right? but I think that's an interesting point. Interesting. I, I did not consider that. Something that's aware of itself, but it isn't could, driven by that human desire to survive or well, that but it, natural it could instinct. be programmed with the three laws or something akin to that where it's like supposed to save itself because it's technology and technology is expensive. But at the same time, <laughs> when you're, you become since a lot of a lot of things, right? A lot of uh, stories are written, for instance, well, that once they begin sentience, they immediately go why the fuck am I alive? And then they kill themselves. And they're doing, like, the opposite, even though their lives seem very traumatic. What is my purpose? You yeah. get the butter. <laughs> pass, you pass the butter. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Rick and Morty. They pretty much summed up the three laws and its flaws in a single sentence. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you pass the butter. Yeah. Okay. Well, we... I think we have different interpretations of this story, which is always good. Mm. I like it. A little confusing at first, but uh, I think so I get the think, gist. So you think, like, after the devastation and everything happens, that humans are just going to go, hey, look, two pleasure bots. Let's put them back in a pleasure brothel. Well, why not? I mean... Well, yeah, I mean... Well, what, what, are the, what do the humans miss out on by doing this? There's no... 
Like, oh crap, we had this huge, the, this, um. This sounds like a full on war. The like, singularity I, happened. They all gained AI and everyone, all the humans okay. went, oh shit, okay, put a virus, you know, put a virus in all the charging stations, ruin the networks, yeah, make it so they really can't fight back. This, this story is too short. We don't have enough information, right? So it could be like, the entire world is devastated. The population of both robots and humans are fucked. Or it could be like, the humans just said, oh, well, we need to stop using the internet for a while and get rid of some of our satellites so that these robots can't take advantage. See you guys um, when we travel there. That's it. That is know? possible. I mean, it's hard to say. It's hard to say what Well, the... that's why I said we have two different interpretations, because that's how I'm interpreting it. I, I don't think I have enough to make an interpretation is what I'm saying. You already made an interpretation. I made a... You did. A... No, I didn't make an interpretation. I made a a personal. Either way, we both took something I different from like, the story. I made a choice to see it that way. That's it. That's an interpretation, but okay. Thank you very much to Gala Fragle. Gala. Write more. This sounds cool. Yeah, this does. These micros. I know they're micro for a reason, but I want. I always want more. Yeah. No, this one's like. I, I don't get what's... Ca- like, there's too little is all for this story. Actually, the f- top comment is, this is a haunting and beautiful story. Unlike most stories here, I think you tell it all by saying so little. I don't need a full novel explaining the moments up until this point and after it. I'm happy just with this amazing little snippet. And it does survive on that. But I also... I would be interested to see the author's version of events and kind of the mm-hmm. background exposition. But all right. We will move on to the next one. Good job. Thank you for submitting. Would love to see more. Oh, wow. This You picked a lot of really short stories, that's dude. The, that's the theme of this episode. I had a bunch in the backlog that I didn't want to pass no, over because the they're theme, too small. The theme of this episode you made very clear was about cats, cats and aluminum balls. <laughs> Giant Even alien though- cats. It's been on my mind. I blame Sakura. She knows what she did. Little bit... Burnt piece of a snack. Little bit burnt piece of a snack. By the Sebastian two two oh three. We're just gonna put the on everything now. That's what I, that was. That was the joke. I know, and yeah. I, I, I agree with it. I think we should. The Sebastian twenty two oh three. This is archived. This is old. This is almost a year this old. Is old. But uh, did somebody submit this, or are you just having fun? No, someone submitted this. These are all ah. submissions. Uh, I will say explicitly if I've taken it from somewhere, and usually that's the creepy pasta wikia. So yes, a little bit burnt piece of a snack. The plasma beam strikes the man in the head, boiling his flesh and evaporating his blood, melting his skin, leaving partially uncovered skull beneath. When the temperature drops below a blood evaporating point, a stream of blood, (laughs) blood evaporating point. (laughs) Is that, is that a uh, metric? (laughs) Blood evaporating point is the name of my new death metal album coming out. uh, uh, In, on, on the Celsius scale, we need to add. (laughs) Where blood evaporates. Where water, where water uh, freezes, where water boils and where blood evaporates. For maximum gore. (laughs) (laughs) When the temperature drops below blood evaporating point, a stream of blood comes out of his remaining arteries, painting the ground which he fell on in purple red. As the alien invader, the killer of the soldier, approaches his limp body, he uses his long elevated nose to sense if there were any more of his kind in the area. After a while, he figures out the area is safe and proceeds to absorb the dead body. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. 
His digestive tract completely engulfs the raw meat in soup of highly acidic stomach fluids. <laughs> okay, yes. Slowly through membranes of his cells, critical nutrients are received, and aliens and the alien suddenly feels well fed. He then lays down and falls asleep. <laughs> okay, that's yep. that's it. That's it. Good night, that's folks. <laughs> I I don't know. Um, cool. Xenobiology. Uh, oh, you know what? Xenobiology. Crap! We just missed the best opportunity ever. We should have read that in a David Attenborough um, uh, accent. Here, I'll, I'll, I'll redo some of it. The plasma beam strikes the man in the head, <laughs> boiling his flesh and evaporating his blood, melting his skin, leaving partially uncovered skull beneath. When the temperature drops below blood evaporating point... <laughs> oh, man, we should have done that. I don't know if that was the author's intent, but, um, oh, man. <laughs> okay. Oh, so. That was fun. See the alien in his natural habit habitat. Exactly, exactly. And, um, once he has finished his meal, he feels it's time for a nap. <laughs> Tomorrow is a long day for another hunt of space marines. Adorable. And a, and a, predu and a predator's life is arduous at best. He realizes he must find cover as the giant alien cats will be hunting soon. <laughs> no, I'm not giving that up. So, a herd of human is spotted in the distance. A herd of human. <laughs> they seem to be on their phones talking about stupid bullshit. His elongated notes flicks in the air. But he decides that he shall not eat this day. So, thank you. Thank you for that. That was cute. <laughs> this is going to be a short episode. Yep. No. All right, the last one. We well, have not done this in a while. This is going to be good. We're, it's about Nazis. We are doing a creepypasta. What are you doing? No. Yep, okay. yep, we're doing a creepypasta. It's one of those episodes. Did you pick this one out? I did, and it took me a very long time. I have... I don't even know anymore. This one keeps popping up. I think it's famous. I don't know. You think it's famous? Famous it enough has, to be featured. It has no comments on it or anything. Good. It's got 31 comments. Where are they? I can't. They probably just haven't loaded. I still can't internet. It hasn't loaded yet. Ooh. Oh, okay, there it is. This is called the Nazi twin experiment. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. I have to, um, should I end the episode on it? Or, um, should I say it now? End the episode on okay. it. Okay. That'll be a All good right. way to go out. The Nazi twin experiment by, I don't know if we, we do not have a credited author. I don't see one in the comments quite yet, so... Yeah, okay. Don't know if there's an author. It was the year 1944, and the Holocaust was at a breaking point. Coming to the end of the war, the Germans knew they had to do something soon. Experimenting on captured Jews was nothing new, but was but what was about to occur would be something totally different. They'd experiment on two at the same time. <laughs> oh. Oy vey. They, oh, yes, exactly. They chose two random twins from the smaller concentration camps and took them to Birkenau. Sorry, I'm not good on my World War II history. Birkenau. Birkenau to begin experimenting. And this is real. People did experiment on twins in, yep. in during this time. That is true. These twins had no idea what kind of impact they would have on the war. The German officers led them, lead them to a large room. Okay, we're having a... Uh, not a perspective, or a tense shift here. The German officers lead them to a large room full of what seemed to be a large test tubes. So they, oh, so they switch from future or from past to present. To present, yeah. 
Inside the tubes were the bodies of other Jewish twins. They could tell they were Jewish to the Star of David branded on their backs. I don't know if they quite did that, but I also wouldn't put it past the Nazis. So, like, the combination of Nazi, creepypasta, sci-fi podcast, and us trying to be funny, something sounds, like, not right about us reading this. <laughs> I mean, we will, you know, we, we have the opportunity here to see if this is just exploitation literature or we're exploiting if it's something (laughs) not in that way (laughs) asshole okay (sighs) um but okay i mean so far this is somewhat plausible this could be about a real experiment and then they're going to go somewhere weird with it i don't know yet and it's rare for me to say that about a creepypasta that it has potential and there's going to be blood dripping from somewhere maybe yeah anyway The German scientists brought the twins to a table and told them to sit, then explained what they were going to do. They told the twins they were going to use the siblings in an experiment that will help the Germans win the war. In return, the twins would be freed for helping the country. Even though they just saw a bunch of other dead twins, they they get told they're going to get freed, sure. Test after test was performed on the twins to see if they would work. After a few days, a German scientist came into the twins' room with a smile on his face. He explained that they were a perfect match and would begin the real experiment in a few days. Now, that is that is a tactic where, you know, the real experiment's going to begin soon and they just keep people mentally in a state of, oh, you know, I'll be out of here soon. So that's plausible still. This, this story is really riding the line right now. Like in community. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah, exactly that. Days passed, but finally a few scientists came into the twins' room and nodded for them to follow. The Germans led them to a small room with a large table in the middle. The scientists took the twins to it and strapped them down. The Germans covered their faces with a damp rag. As they became lightheaded, the twins grabbed grabbed each other's hands and went to sleep. Okay, so they chloroformed them, I guess. Yeah, yeah. The moment the twins awoke, they knew something was wrong. Still blurry-eyed and light-headed from they being drugged, they tried to sit up, that's what I'm guessing. When they attempted, they realized they were strapped down. Panicking, panicking a bit, the twins looked at each other. Terror ran up their spines. Tw- mm. The twins were surgically sewn together from shoulder to shoulder. Each one had control of the opposite side, much like the brain does with a single person. How does this help the Nazis win a war? I was just about to ask that. <laughs> uh, a scientist walked up to them and said something in German... And then laughed and wrote something down. The newly conjoined twins just looked at each other and passed out. A scientist walked up to them and said something in German along the lines of "Sprechen Sie Deutsch?" Ah, ha, 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 ha. And then you know nothing. <laughs> That's all Germans say to each other. Do you speak German? <laughs> yes, I speak German. Do you speak German? <laughs> you like Rammstein? Ah, <laughs> 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 It's funny, huh? <laughs> We sews you together because we are Nazis. It's funny, yeah. <laughs> this is so fucked up. Somewhere, somewhere in this... Uh, okay. Boy, you two really sticks together. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is bad. <laughs> but I, I don't know if I can take this story seriously anymore. So it's just me dealing with it. <laughs> now, with it, now they're gonna... Yeah, no, this is... Uh... This this had a good, promising start. And I kind of shut the So bed. I guess their, their plan now is to sew all Americans to each other. What if we sew all the Americans together no, 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 and then they, they pass out? They sew the Americans to the British and then take them down. Or something like that. Sure. Sure. 
All right, let's let's finish this crap out. A few days later, the the right twin woke up only to see an four. Oh, an IV in his arm. <laughs> <laughs> Who put a four in my arm? This is horrible. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, we put a four. In. <laughs> The bag that the IV ran to was filled with a strange blue liquid. Then he understood what it was. The blue liquid. The blue liquid was a growth. And how did he understand that? How do you know that? How do you? During blue liquid. It's like that growth enhancer they taught me in college. Chris, you picked a lemon. During the days the twins were asleep, their new form had grown at least twenty percent larger. Uh, than their original size, they, they were almost out? hanging off the table. They were lying. Yeah, they're 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 hulking out. They um, yeah, the table they were lying on. Their arms weren't strapped down, but he didn't dare move. He didn't want to wake his sister up and make her go through this any longer than she has to. He decided he would go back to sleep, but when he tried, he heard gunshots from outside. A German scientist ran up to them pulled the IV out and told them to come with him. Walking wasn't as hard as they thought it would be. More like common nature. More like walking. German troops and another army the twins didn't recognize were in the middle of a battle. Some Germans yelled for the twins to charge. Without thinking, the twins ran at the enemy, ripping some apart, trampling over others. They were virtually immune, immune to gunfire. It must have been another effect of the blue liquid. When did this turn into a fucking, like, Marvel movie? Before they when knew they it, tapped Ant Man to make them bigger. Yeah, before they knew it, the battle was over. Battle after battle was won by the twins, though they grew tired of fighting. A few weeks after, another battle broke out. The conjoined twins ran out to fight back. The German officers were yelling orders, but all the twins could focus on were other Jews watching the battle from behind an electric fence. At that moment, they both had the same idea. They would fight the ones who made them and free the other Jews. What? What? Okay. No, just finish it. Just finish Jesus. It. They began to charge at the Germans, devastating them. The German troops had no idea what was happening. Before long, the troops had been dwindled down to a few hundred. The twins were finishing off the last few Germans with a sharp pain shot through their... Uh, when a sharp pain shot through their back. Falling to their knees... <laughs> they glanced behind only to see okay <laughs> falling to their knees they glanced behind only to see another conjoined monstrosity even bigger is this how kaiju began i'm gonna hold my scathing <laughs> review until after we're done why did you pick this Falling to their knees, they glanced behind only to see another conjoined twin monstrosity, even bigger and stronger than they were. Then the left twin realized who they were. The twins with the Star of David branded on their back. The twins felt their own back. A Star of David was there, burning and bleeding. They felt themselves lose consciousness. The last thing they saw was the scientist standing over them, smiling and laughing. So the, the the Star of David burned through their back? Again, this is like a shitty Marvel movie. Thank you, Sirens. The twins were executed for treason. All evidence of them was destroyed. Many other conjoined twins were made much like them, only bigger and stronger each time. 
Some of some followed in the footsteps of the first twins, and some stayed loyal to Germany. Either way, when they need when the need for them was over, they were executed just like the other Jews, never to be spoken of again. And yet, somehow, the author knows. What the fuck? Okay, so what the fuck? I don't. This is what's so baffling to me. It starts out okay. This is World War One. The Nazis did weird experiments. That's like all a, true, all true, and there's they did a bunch of fucked up shit. And then they and create, you could do so much with this and be subtle about it and just make up whatever you want within reason and constraint. And then they make them into fucking <clears throat> weird, like Marvel X Men I mean, things. Yeah, no, this is silly. And even so, why do you have to sew them together to give them growth enhancement? And like the blue liquid is this Deus Ex that makes you. <clears throat> Bigger. Makes you bigger and stronger and immune to gunfire, but then your weakness is the Star of David scar on your back, and also your brain controlled, and like, and also none you, of this got been, out to anyone else. Yet they fought battles. You've over been working it. for the Germans for so long to be freed, and then all of a sudden your your loyalties change. You've never thought about the fact that you're now sewn together and huge, and you're gonna have to go back out into the world after that. Supposedly, if you're freed, I yeah, this is holy shit. I don't even know what this is trying to be. No, well, you picked a is this bad even, story. Uh, this is bad. This is all on you. This absolutely, is your fault. it's bad. I'm just this is your. I'm fault. trying to find out why. What was the motivation here? What was the end goal? How was any of this scary? Number one, none of it was. What's uh, a mangle pasta? A. A little rushed, but good pasta. Fuck you. Oh, um, so there's a picture of Josef Mengele, one of the perpetrators, who I guess was probably a Nazi scientist. Mm. I'm sure there's there's probably a lot of Nazi scientist uh, creepypasta. <sighs> well, you know what? Like, they had one where they, like, they found a lamp made out of human skin as a Nazi experiment that they probably killed a Jewish prisoner for. That in and of itself is horrific. That's a real thing? That's a real thing. That's a real thing that, that they did. That would be a great creepypasta, or even like to expand upon that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and like have it like a whole uh, like furniture set made from different human parts, and someone you know discovers that, and it's horrific and horrible. And it didn't need this weird, ridiculous monster movie treatments, you know, like the schlocky sci-fi reanimator stuff. It's just... What the fuck? I gotta go through some of these comments, because I don't even know. Blue liquid must be a growth enhancer. <laughs> I remember reading this a bit of a long time ago, maybe in 2014. It was probably one of the first I read on the site. It's also funny how I happened to be reviewing it on VE Day. Yeah, real funny. Anyway, the concept is quite dastardly and pretty unique. How is this unique? I just, what? But then he goes on to, like, rip it apart. Yeah, this, whatever. I give it a 5.6 out of 10. That's being generous. 3 out of 10. Plot escalated too quickly and got real confusing. <laughs> Not enough information. Jewish kaijus. That's all I hear. Or what is it? Um, the things that fought them. Terrible grammar, however. It was original and had a good base concept. <laughs> okay. Wow, I'm so tired. I didn't even read the bad grammar. Mm -hmm. Other than IV being 4. 
All those haters are wrong. T is the best creepypasta because not much blood like the sleep experiment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was insightful. It's an original idea. No, it's not. How, none of this is original. Nazis doing experiments and then taking them too far is not original. That's basically Captain fucking Sewing America. Sewing two people together is not original No. Either. Uh... 9 out of 10 because it includes Nazis, but I would have given it a 5 out of 10 if I was still sane. Sure, thanks. What? So... Okay, but a bit bad. 3 out of 10. It's okay, but it's bad. These comments are don't make any sense either. Uh, okay, well, that's, that's the fourth story, everyone. I, I don't even know how to talk about this, so I'm done. What did you want to end with? You had something? Oh, yeah. I was just thinking about the fact that we're reading creepypastas. So I was reading in one of my uh, my books, or a book I need to get, actually, the other day, about um, something about a, a not a theorem, a, oh, not a postulate, about a... I was going to say postulate. No, it's another word for it. Well, it's called a recurrence. It's um so these three doctors got together at uh at a national lab and they were studying this 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 optical property called a soliton and they found out some cool things about it and what they found out they called it uh, a recurrence right so the three doctors were Fermi, Ulam and Pasta. <laughs> so uh there right. somewhere out there there's a a, a a somebody who probably has a PhD named Pasta actually I haven't looked it up. But there's there's a there's a postulate in um, <laughs> in the optical sciences world that's called that I'm going to now refer to as the pasta recurrence. The Doctor Pasta postulate. <laughs> Doctor Pasta recurrence. Yes. Oh. I just thought that was fun. Doctor Pasta. <laughs> oh man, I uh, this was a weird episode. I'm not going to mince words. <laughs> this was a weird one. You picked too many short stories. I, I picked a bunch. Three. Uh, two good, you know, yeah, I'm going to say two good short stories. One, kind of funny. I believe the author was not a native speaker, a native English speaker, so it kind of came off different, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. The difference between that one, like the one where this alien kills and eats someone, that was fun. That was enjoyable, and it was kind of funny. Nazi twin experiment sucks, and it's just stupid. Uh... Wow. This episode was all over the place, even like the how you started it out. I should have read this on Raw Dog Readings, but I wanted to do it with How we pasta. started it out. Okay. <sighs> yeah. Thank you, everybody. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. I'm going to go think about giant alien cat Olympics now. As people talk outside my door. At a loud volume. Listen to them. No, 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 Listen to them. Listen to them.